I'm recording. I'm recording. I'm recording. <laughs> Woohoo! Look at us. We're just we're just doing it, <laughs> making it happen. Yep. <laughs> oh, welcome guys. Welcome, welcome wingers. To uh, what am I saying? Welcome. <laughs> this <laughs> welcome is winging it the West. Hello, thank you, thank you. Uh, welcome to Winging It at the West Wing podcast. My name is Andrea, and I'm Sally. And we will be your tour guides for this. Our recap of the Black Vera Wang. The Black Vera Wang. Oh my gosh! This one gives me the willies. <laughs> A lot of the ones at the end of season three do, so yeah, yep, it's yeah, yeah. not uncommon. Uh, oh my! Well, sing or TikTok? I, I don't. Now I can't remember ever what we do first. Do we? Do one I of know. Them first, we took so many weeks off that I don't remember. <laughs> um, I we think that we do the TikTok first. Oh, okay, we said different things. <laughs> it's good. Don't worry, guys. We're okay. It's okay. We're all here. Um, so what's going to happen is Sally's going to sing while I TikTok, and then I, we're just going to switch, and it's it's we're going to cover both bases. Um, we can sing. Right. I, I need to sing. I, I need to warm up. All right. should cut our own version of the soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, we should. So people can make our voices their ringtones. Yeah. I know oh, that's what everyone's gosh. thinking. Mm-hmm. They'll be Don't like, why guys. Why does it sound like cats are dying every time we call you? <laughs> people are like, <laughs> like, um, actually I pressed the 15 second fast forward button. Yeah. There's some people sing. who've never heard us sing. <laughs> they always skip the whole thing. You're missing thing. out, everyone. If you're joining us and now, was- after you've pressed the fast forward button... We're going to sing Welcome again. <laughs> <laughs> We're relentless. Yep. Um, kind of like those post-Christmas pounds. Um, okay, so let's TikTok, shall yeah. we? Yeah, there's a lot okay. happening, but yeah, let's TikTok. Indeed. Okay. First of all, they just got back from Helsinki, and somebody sent Sam an opposition spot, a video, uh, an attack ad on uh, President Bartlett. So, that's, like, the major, major, major thing that's happening. Yes. Donna is given moose meat by Josh as a souvenir, which she ends up giving to an intern. It becomes this whole thing. Toby's meeting with the network executives about coverage for the upcoming uh, nominating conventions. Mm-hmm. CJ is still... Uh, Kind of experiencing the whole what life is like having a secret service agent stalking you. And uh, then there's, yeah, the credible threat. There's a credible terrorist threat. But the whole thing that sets up Abdul Sharif. That's yeah. We'll talk more about it in depth, but this is where it all starts to go down. It's going down for real. For the TikTok, for the short version. Whew, where do you where to begin? begin? Yeah. Um, I, well, we can begin. My, my first note is... Um, Simon Donovan, because I'm so excited about him. I really he's like so him. He's so sassy. He's so sassy, and he's just, I, I, I don't even know. I just think he's, you know, I'm Team Danny, like all the way Team Danny, but Ooh. I really love Simon Donovan, too. I love Mark Harmon, d- in general. 
But, well, right. Wait, what else do we know Mark Harmon from? Uh, well, right now he's on NCIS, for sure. That's, like, his big, wh- what he's big on right now. Okay. He's not the he double dare Jag. guy, is he? he was, is he what? Was he the double dare no. guy? Okay. No. <laughs> Who is that guy? <laughs> I don't know, but not him. He's on his IMDb page, and he's he has been in a lot, obviously, and, um... Yeah, he's been in a lot more than I realized. He was on the Love Boat. Look at that. Oh, Mark Summers. <laughs> Mark Summers was the Double Dare guy. Oh, um, man. Yes. Okay, so yes, we love Simon. Although, yeah. do you feel like you like him because he's sassy? Or do you feel like you like him a little bit because he's protecting CJ? I think it's a mix of all the things. I think he's... I think he's a good mix of qualities that go well with CJ. I think he's sassy, but I think he's strong and protective and smart and, you know, I don't know. I could just go on and handsome. I don't know. I think, I think that Danny is a better fit for her because Danny has a little bit more softness around the edges where CJ is sort of reluctant to, to have softness around the edges a little, if that makes sense. But Mm -hmm. not to say that, that, Donovan is not soft on the edges. I just think Danny is more so. Um, so that's what I think gives him a little bit of the edge. But uh, I just, yeah. I'm excited about, I don't want to dwell on it, but I'm excited about their whole plot line. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. I don't want to say, we'll talk no. more about it. Yeah. We'll talk, yeah. About, it. So, <laughs> we'll talk more about it another, another there's time. that. And so in this episode, they go to the mall. They go uh, to Barney. This is a, well, I say it's a famous thing. Really, I mean, the the episode name, the Black Bear Wang, and CJ wearing the Black Bear Wang, that's pretty famous. But the actual mall scene isn't really that famous, you know? Well, well, first of all, we got to give a shout out to Evan Rachel Wood. Yeah. She was like 14 in this episode. Yes, she was. And I just kept thinking of her in the Ides of March. Yeah, she's I was thinking clearly the same very thing. good at political dramas. Yes, she is. If you guys haven't seen the Ides of March by some Ugh. odd happening, George you see Clooney it now. and Ryan Gosling and it Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh, jeez, I love Philip Seymour Hoffman. So yeah, well, can I just say the whole thing at Barney's was a little weird, just in the fact that yeah. The changing room is, like, right where CJ walked in, and she's surrounded yeah. by, like, the, the shoe section. But, hey, right. I've never like, been to Barney's, huge, so maybe that's what it's like. It's such a nice store, but, no, I don't think that the changing... I don't think there's one little changing room, and it's right there. Uh, I think yeah. that was done just for the... I mean, I think that was just done for the scene where he can, like, see her legs under the thing. Yeah. Yeah. But... What's weird, two things are weird about it to me. One, not weird, the first one's not weird about it, but when I first watched it, when he, like, turns his back on CJ and is talking to, um, what's her real name, Hogan? Not real name, but in the show, Hogan. And (laughs) the whole time, the very first time I was watching it, I remember thinking, what are you doing? Watch CJ. She's going to get killed right now while you're talking to this girl. And so now I don't have that panic because I know what happens, but I do remember thinking that. Um, And then the other thing... (laughs) Is it's it's a little weird for me when Hogan asks, uh, "What would it take for you to brandish your weapon?" Yeah, it's it's weird. just an odd question because it makes it seem like, "What do I got to do to get you to pull the gun out?" And then also, yeah. no fifteen year old ever is going to use the word brandish. Yeah, 
It struck me. Yeah, yeah like, I completely <laughs> agree. I mean, I liked it because it's not often that you hear the word brandish in general. <laughs> yeah. So I liked it in a, you know, literary sense. But it also, and maybe this is just because of what I've seen in her in other roles, but it did yeah. have kind of like a seductive It did. It definitely did. to it. It really like, I think the whole interaction sort of did, which was a little odd. The one thing that saved it, like there was one part where she... She, like, touches his arm after he says he's in Rosalind, and she's like, oh, am I not allowed to touch you? And and he says, no, it's okay. And I I was glad he delivered that line very non-seductive. Like, he delivered that line in a way that it was like, okay, this is not a flirty interaction. And I was glad that that happened. Because otherwise, yeah, it did seem like that, which was weird. I I think she just has, I think the actress just just kind of has that quality to her. I do, too. I agree. She's very mature and composed, whatever. Why didn't Simon want to tell CJ about Rosalind at that moment? What did you think? I think it was just not the right moment. Like, in the middle of Barney's, I think it was just, it, yeah, I think, I think that's it. I think it just wasn't the right moment. I think he didn't Or is he just humble? Because it's, no, I mean, I mean, yeah, maybe he's humble, but he doesn't want to make a big deal out of it. But he does tell her later, and he doesn't, he doesn't really hesitate that much later to tell her. She doesn't have to do a lot of convincing. I think it's more so that it's a big thing and it shouldn't be said over shoes. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of things in life that shouldn't be said over shoes. That's that's right. a good wingtip for you. Right. Um, hashtag wingtip. So that was good. And Fair then enough. It's nice when she says thank you. And then, oh gosh, and then the end. If we're just sticking with this storyline, the end yeah. where he reads the emails... Uh, First of all, there are a lot of emails from AOL users. Did we not have .gov at that point? There wasn't a single .gov We should ask Hillary Clinton. Yeah, seriously. It's a joke, guys. So, that, I was confused about that. I was like, who are all these AOL people? But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe we didn't have .gov. Somebody will find out for us. Or, somebody find out for us, is what I should say. So, I guess I can just Google it. Just anyway. email us at the West Wing Podcast <laughs> at hotmail.com. When did .gov email addresses happen? Anyway, but when he finds the email about, oh, I, I like the Black Bear Wing, I'm glad you bought it, blah, 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 he slams his hand down on the desk, and my last note of the episode is, Donovan slamming his hand down like that is kind of hot, I'm not going to lie. Because that's that protective <laughs> thing. Oh, you should Sorry just go out so with the dude, that, guys. Sorry, <laughs> you should just go out with someone from the Secret Service. Yeah, it's that classic it's, uh, Kevin Costner bodyguard syndrome. Yeah, I guess so. The problem is, I have a I have difficulties with authority, so like I couldn't date like a police officer or like a I don't know. It would have to be like an independent, independently contracted. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that's all right. So anyway, great. all right, let's pivot. Let's talk about the so uh, Abdul Sharif, just so we kind of swing yeah. to both sides of the pendulum. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This was the this was the big part of this episode. I oh. this specific storyline. I mean, the terrorist thing. It's an interesting storyline, but I'm more excited about what it sets up. Really, yeah. So and this we can't episode really talk about itself too was much not. Yet. Yeah, yeah. This, I mean, this it was one interesting. Just laying the groundwork. Yeah, I always like it when he's in the situation room. I like I like anytime Fitz is hanging around, but it just really the whole time I'm just like this is this is it's not one of my favorite storylines, but I really like this storyline. I really like how it all comes together at the end. I just I like a lot of it and so that's what I was sort of focused on was all right, yeah, yeah let's let's get it set up. Abdul Sharif. 
Yeah, because the stakes are high with that one. Um, Right, which, and we don't find out the twist. So, like, to recap in more depth, there's a plausible terrorist threat. They've narrowed it down to some bases. Then they find out it could be some bases in America. Then they find out it could be the White House. Then they eventually find out it was the Golden Gate Bridge was the target. Gosh, terrifying. Yeah, and then they do find out that they had been trying, and they had been trying to get information from Abdul Sharif. Like, he was supposed to be helping them figure out the terrorist threat at one point, and they hadn't heard from him, blah, 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 and then they sort of figure out that he had ordered the attack. And President Bartlett <laughs> is just like, he's coming here in 10 days. He's, in he's 10 really days. like, this, are you Abdul Sharif, the, what, the Kimari defense minister? Abdul Sharif. He's really kind of like, um, I think you, no, this is wrong. So, it's a big deal. <sighs> it's not good. And, but it's not good, More but storyline-wise, it is good yeah. <laughs> yeah. for us More to come. To it was mostly, yeah, it was like the exposition material for other more exciting yeah. yes. actions. Wow. Uh, so there's really, yes. I hate that there's not so much to say about it yet, but I, I, I'm definitely looking forward, looking ahead yeah. of this episode in that, as far yeah. as that storyline goes. Getting close. Getting down yeah. to it. Yeah. Okay, so we've got CJ and Simon, and we've got the uh, Abdul Sharif. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess we could talk about Toby. It's kind of yeah. Different. Well, no, no let's talk. Him. Let's talk about Sam because yeah, I feel like this is Sam. a huge, huge <laughs> thing. It's a huge okay. thing. A huge thing. It's a huge story. <laughs> I love it because Mel tweeted at me today and she put the H in parentheses and it just, yeah. I, it just I laughed. It was so funny. I love when Sam gets back from the trip just at the top of the episode and he gets this video and he's yeah. like, I'm hoping it's porn. And then yeah. he tells Ginger, like, by the way, if my innocent joking is bothering you in any way. And she's like, no, I'm hoping it's porn. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, it's so off color for yeah. what the what the West Wing generally is. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Which, I mean, it was funny. It's a funny. little off color for, for Sam. I could almost see... Well, the I one who slept with the Josh prostitute. Well, that's okay. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, kidding. that's true. He didn't but know. he didn't sleep with her after. He, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he, you know, he's a little like Boy Scouty, so yeah. it seems like it could be in Sam's character to be very by the book, other than the whole prostitute thing. But that was about ideals, anyway. Anyway, it was just, it was just kind of like an overshare, like even as a yeah, joke, it was, it was like, like okay. whoa. <laughs> like, but I guess when you're jet lagged. You know, your filter's down. Yeah, I don't know. And they're talking about, they're making jokes about the moose meat from Helsinki, which is funny. And then, and Sam says something about, like, I can't, I don't like to eat things where the cartoon character can talk. Well, that's pretty much everything in cartoons. (laughs) I mean, I'm pretty sure you can find a cartoon where every animal talks. So, So does this mean that Sam is a vegetarian? vegetarian. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, look at him. So. I mean. Good to know. It's it's working well for him. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. Hey, whatever you're doing, man. So this <laughs> just, is a very <laughs> this particular episode is very it's very girly. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. We Sorry, can guys. Cut some of that it's out. Just, maybe it's just the fact um, that we're both girls, so yeah. it happens sometimes. Yeah. But honestly, the whole the whole thing with Bruno, they're all reviewing the video, and. Bruno's like, guys, it's one of two things. Either somebody's trying to help us or somebody's trying to hurt us. And yeah. Sam, like you said, being that, like, you know, Eagle Scout, Boy Scout, he's like, well, I don't understand why I can't just have a conversation with Kevin so-and-so that is a friend of his. 
right. and let them know they have the tape. And it's just so, it's, it's so naive. Idealistic, yeah. It's so naive. Because, yeah. like, honestly, if either he's just completely disregarding Bruno, because he's either trying to be helped or he's being sought after. So, right. did Sam really think he was? they were trying to help him? I don't know. Well, he doesn't know exactly who it's from, so they could have been. But, like, how often do people help and then not take credit? Well, they couldn't take credit if they were leaking it, you know? Uh, I just just thought the whole thing was naive, and I'm just, like, yelling at the screen, like, No, Sam, (laughs) you're being played! Stop being so naive. Yeah. And then the dude just happens to call? Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was definitely, definitely fishy. I mean, he was definitely setting Sam up, obviously. Um, but I think it, it, there's a lot of good stuff that comes from it, particularly Rob Lowe's scene at the end. So when he finally, and the one in the middle, so he goes to lunch with the guy, gives the guy the tape. It's like, you know, if you're trying to help us, we don't want it. We don't need it regardless. We don't need the tape. And... The guy leaks it to the press, obviously. Kevin Kahn. Which <laughs> Pam tweeted at us and was like, I just wanted Sam to yell, Kahn! Like Star Trek does, which is, is true. <laughs> so, for all you Trekkies out there. But, so then he leaks it. And when he leaks it, and Bruno comes in. I think it's Bruno. No. Yeah, it's Bruno. Bruno comes in to tell him. And he oh. walks out into the into the bullpen and, like, sees it on the TVs. And he's just no. like, oh, no. Multiple and TVs. in his face. Like, so they end up getting free, free press coverage of this commercial. Like essentially, they yes, just get it. It's whatever, genius, and, which really. is very, very bad. But Sam just is saying he just says, "Oh no!" And it obviously he delivers it a lot better than I just did. Or he says, "Oh God!" <laughs> he says, "Oh God!" Um, <laughs> and just feel for him. The look on his face is like because he has he's so upset because he so genuinely believed. That wasn't the case. You know what I mean? Like, he was so... And he, he, he walked right into the center of the right. trap. He was being so ideal, idealistic, that, like, it is even more the heartbreaking because he really believed in this guy. So... And this... None of this would have happened if, if he had told any of them he was going to go have lunch with this dude. If he had right, told John, they would have if he had told Toby, they would have him. stopped him. Yeah. yeah. And Sam just, like, decided to take the reins. Yeah, he thought he knew <sighs> better. There are also a couple that are, like, when the beginning, when they're all sitting in the room watching the video, CJ is sort of on Sam's side for a little, well, she's, she doesn't see as much why it's a big deal. Anyway, she, they ask him if he thinks it's a crime, and he says no, and she says, how can he be an accomplice to a crime? He has no reason to believe occurred, and Josh says, you want to find out? And she says, nope. <laughs> and I was like, that's just, it just makes you think about how, such, how not such tiny actions, but things can just get flipped upside down really fast. And yeah. what I was thinking about it was how crazy is it that they somebody can make this one move and put someone else, put in this case, put our White House staffers in a position where they can't do anything, where they can't do anything that's going to be right. And, yeah, they just dropped off a tape. Right. And, and it's so funny because Bruno says that at the end. He says, um, he's talking about the campaign pledge, and he says it was their idea and he says, which means any make, any move we make, we lose. And any move they make, they win. And I was like, what a yeah. frustrating position to be in. <laughs> yeah. The tape did, too. Anything they would have done, short of putting it in a desk and ignoring it, you know, it just, ugh. 
Yeah, it's frustrating. It's, oh gosh, it's so compelling to me though. I love this. I'm like a sucker for campaign strategy. Like yeah. I just want to read every book written by any person who's run a campaign ever. <laughs> I just think it's fascinating. Yeah. I thought it was funny uh, when Sam's trying to say, like, hey, I trust this guy, whatever. And Bruno's like, I don't care if he did your bris. Like, you're not going to talk to him. But that yeah. felt weird to me because is that supposed to imply trust? Because with all due respect, if somebody came out of my nether regions with a knife for any very good reason, I would not really consider them, you know, someone to be trusted. I don't. I don't know. Just I saying. And this all went back to the open mic. That's why they were mad. Do we yeah. know what open mic they're talking about? Is this yeah, they're talking about when Bartlett's mic was hot. Oh, see, when yeah. I hear the term open mic, I think of like a coffee shop. Right, right, right. But yeah, they were talking about when. Because then at the end when they're arguing, he says like, you know, he called him an idiot. He doesn't say an idiot, but he says like he called him dumb. Right. Whatever. Right. And that's when he, because that's when he says, um, or I think it's going to happen again. And Sam's like, yeah, I think it will too. The That scene was so great. We didn't talk about that yet. But that scene where he's confronting <sighs> walking Kevin in the rain, Con, and he's like yelling at him in the rain. Yeah, which is very, <sighs> it could have been easily been too overdramatic, but I really loved it. But it and wasn't. Yeah. No, it wasn't. What happened? To what happened with the open mic? It was a mistake. Crap. You said you laughed. You think I laughed? You said you think I laughed. So that's what this is about? The open... That's what this is about? That was my candidate you made a punchline out of. Is it going to happen again? I think it will. Yeah? Yeah. I think it will, too. Yeah, so his delivery of that line, where he says it once, and then he starts to say something else, and then he yells it again, and it just, you can tell he's just so, he's just so frustrated. And he, he even, like, pushes the guy a little bit in the beginning, and, but just Rob Lowe standing there in the rain, yelling, and he's, he's, oh, it's just so great. Being strong, taking charge, standing up for himself. Yep. Yeah. I liked it a lot, and Sally tweeted about it earlier today, and Rob Lowe favorited it. <laughs> he it did. was awesome. We're basically best friends. Yeah, he's just going to be on the podcast tomorrow. Not really, <laughs> but um, it all starts somewhere. Uh, yeah. We still have to talk about Toby and his storyline. Yes. Toby, or not Toby. This is a little bit of a... Not boring storyline, but, you know, we're talking about the Democratic Convention being filmed. So not only are we talking about something that's a little, sorry, it's a little bit boring, but we're talking about the little bit we'll boring thing being filmed. So, like. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I, you know, I'm always on Toby's side. I'm always on the, the White House's side. However, they right. do have a point. They're like, we oh, know yeah. who the Republican nominee is going to be, and obviously we know who the Democratic nominee is going to be. Right. They're just really sassy about it. Well, and they're really sassy about it. I do agree that they have a point because they're talking about prime. He's talking about at night, like a few hours a night. And that's like your news time. That's when the Americans are getting the news. So I see both sides of it because Toby rants about how, you know, he can't believe that people aren't going to. He's like, once every four years, not even every year, once every four years, we want eight nights and you can't give us that. And he's so frustrated that like, the most important thing that everyone should be watching, which is your leaders talking right to you and, you know, the decisions are being made and blah, 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 that people aren't going to get to watch that. And he's very, you know, he's very not idealistic about that, but I don't know. It hurts him at his patriotic core. <laughs> he's, yes. he's just baffled by it. 
But I can see their side too because like they want to put on the news. I'm I, I'm yeah. assuming I understood this that they're news directors. It's not like the primetime. Um, it's not like the primetime channels. It's not like they want to play Dancing with the Stars, which obviously didn't exist. <laughs> but you know, there. What I was assuming is that it's like CNN, Fox, blah blah blah, who are covering it. So yeah. Anyway, there were some funny lines that came with it though. Oh yeah. You like when Toby and Bruno are talking about it. And he's like, we should just give them what they want. And then Toby was like, I was in the room. And he's yeah. like shouting. <laughs> and then Bruno's like, you know what I like? I like animals that can do math. Like he's trying <laughs> to think of things that they yeah. can do to bring ratings up for it. it. And I just thought it was so funny. Yeah, it was. Oh. So in the end, Toby is like, oh, he like is going to get the Justice Department and stick the Justice Department on them, Justice Department on them for conspiring and all that stuff. For so antitrust. Yeah. Sheesh. Talk about throwing the book at him. Yeah. That'll do it. So, yeah, and I did do it. <laughs> that was that. Yep. Oh, so, and while we were mentioning Bruno, Bruno had this, like, nice moment where he gave Margaret a necklace with her name. I feel weird about it. <laughs> I know that it should be sweet. It's just so random. It's just so, like... Does he like Margaret? Is that why he's is it? Ju- he's really just being nice. Like that's a big thing for just someone being friendly or nice, but like nothing else ever comes from it. They don't really have much interaction before it. And like, why don't you just call her by the right name, and then you won't have to get her a necklace. It's just been so long since they've had an interaction. It's not as though I feel like they needed one more. They needed like one at the top of the episode where he didn't remember her name, and then like a second one. Where he right. does that. But or, it's yeah, been, it like, to be several weeks. It needed to be, like, it could have been, like, Lord John Marbury giving Leo something with his name on it. Like, that would have been. <laughs> Gerald. You know? Like, that would have been different instead of Gerald. Yeah. You know? Like, I don't know. It was just, it just felt, it's a super sweet gesture. I just sort of wish it had been used in a different way. Because, in a like, different what episode. happens? Nothing ever happens. From, you know? Like, yeah. There's not too terrible much meaning to it other than to make us maybe like Bruno were, a little more, which I don't dislike. Yeah, Bruno, I was so. going to say, maybe maybe they thought we didn't like Bruno enough yet, but I do. I, yeah, I, I like him fine. So no worries there. I don't know. Guys, tell us what you thought about that. Was it weird? Random? I don't know. Maybe we're missing something. Um, speaking of missing something, on the terrorist threat plotline, we did, and well, just on Bartlett's in general, first thing, we missed that he was talking about the War of Roses, which comes back in the final episode, they actually go to this right. play, this thing. So it's cool that they're mentioning it this early. This is probably like yep. the most foresight Aaron Sorkin has had. Because um, <laughs> we like to criticize him. It just is <laughs> the truth. <laughs> um, obviously, it's not an insult. He's done everything perfectly. So, you know, whatever. Whatever works, man. But, and then also... Two things uh, Leo says. He says, the first thing he says is, I need you to get in the mental space where you can order an unidentified plane shot down. Right. That's pretty serious. <laughs> I know. Like, what does that involve? Like, and oh, Leo okay, just sort of like, he doesn't say it casually. Like, he delivers the line well, but it's just like, Mr. President, I need you to get into the mental space where you can order. Like, it's it's just like another day at the office, and it's so strange. I'm glad it's yeah. not my office. <laughs> Yeah, it really struck me as well. Uh, yeah. Just, just the thought of that. It's right. so laughable, almost. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, oh, okay, let me let me prepare myself to get to this crazy mental place right. where you have to do well, that. Well, I was it's curious insane. about, like, I wonder how many unidentified planes really, like, I wonder what the odds are that it would be 
Because I assume the dilemma in him not wanting to do it would come from the idea that it could be civilians. That it could be a mistake, that it could be someone else on there, blah, blah, blah. And so I wonder, like, really what are the odds of that? Like, how many unidentified planes do we have that there's a chance he could be shooting down civilians? Because if we pretty much know what we're doing and there aren't a lot of unidentified planes and it's probably going to be the terrorists, then I wouldn't have to be in any kind of mental state to do that. (laughs) Like, they're coming to attack. (laughs) So uh, that made me curious as to how that really works. But luckily it didn't come to that, at least not yeah, in this episode. Really. But the other thing was they wanted to, he, he, they were talking about taking Bartlett to the bunker, which was oh, interesting. Yeah, which he, was he like, did not want to do. No, he did not want to do. And Leo says, if the time comes, they're not going to give you a choice that they would carry. He was like, your feet might touch the ground. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He did not take, take kindly to that idea. No, because later President Bartlett says, if the agents come, then they come. But tell Ron he better bring more than a couple of guys. And I love that. The idea of yeah. Martin Sheen fighting them off. Um, another fun thought is, this is like a, a very tiny moment where Bruno, I think, was asking about President Bartlett's transcripts. Yeah. And he said, Leo said that they wouldn't release it because he took a semester of tap, which made me so yeah. happy because <laughs> I'm a tap dancer. And then I thought about me and Dulé teaching Martin Sheen how to tap dance. Oh, and then gosh. I just... Got increasingly happy. <laughs> It'll happen someday. Yeah, sure. Yeah, why not? Um, Josh tomorrow. and Donna, I guess. Josh and Donna. Is the yes. last thing. Mm-hmm. My man, you came back to me. That's the first line they have. Oh, <laughs> That's is That's the it? first line they have when he comes back. She's like, my man, you came back to me. It's I like, just when remember did you miss me the most? When he gives her the moose, and she's like, I'm just so glad it's not moose. And he, his look on his face when she says that, he's, like, so upset about it. He's like, oh, man, it is moose. Dang. So that was funny. Oh. And I love, funny. I love two things. One is seeing her leadership in that, like, meeting with all the secretaries yeah. and assistants and stuff. It was, was just great. kind of fun. Yeah. That was and really then fun. also the banter between... She and Josh, when she comes back in to defend the intern, and she's just, like, still proving her point, and he's like, yeah, I yeah. don't care. I already said okay. But it was just, like, Which fun. she was probably, not regretting, but she was probably questioning it once, um, once the she, intern was kind of not great about it. When she had to pay for it. Yeah. Yeah. She had to spend her own money on that moose meat. No bueno. No bueno. So, oh, and the intern was David Burka, which is fun. Oh, Neil really? Neil Patrick Harris's husband, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. So, That's that was fun. fun. Fun little... I mean, we could do, like, a whole segment on guest stars per episode, but yeah, there's, really there's so many. <laughs> right. I don't even know, like, it would it would take a long time. But maybe. That's it, really. MVP? Oh, oh, no. How do I always not think about this? <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> I don't know, man. Um... <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Who's I mean, yours? I always know that we do it, but I never pick one in advance unless it really strikes me. <laughs> um, I, I, well, I'm saying Rob Lowe. I'm just gonna say Rob Lowe. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. I'll say Sam. <laughs> they're different. Sweet. All right. Well, uh, if you guys have thoughts or feelings on this episode or any other West Wing related things, you can send them to us at thewestwingpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Or you can hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Winging It Pod. And, yep. and I will be have... 
really great about responding to your emails. <laughs> Promise. And I will respond to your Instagrams and Facebook messages. That's how we have it set up. Yeah. <laughs> it's right so. down the middle. Um, okay, well, we'll see you for the next step. We got two more, and then we're in season four. It's crazy. Crazy like a fox. All right. <laughs> bye, guys. All right. Bye, guys. <laughs>